Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio, 103.1 FM, 910, 980, 1300 AM, or anywhere on that Odyssey app. It's 410 here at the station, 91 degrees and partly sunny outside in some areas. We do have those storms moving through. Just got some breaking news that Bronnie James has been discharged from the hospital after being treated for a sudden cardiac arrest per his doctors. Um, you know, you, you don't have to be a fan of LeBron James. I, I certainly am not, but you never want to see, you know, someone's child or, or anyone suffer any kind of illness like that. So I'm glad he's been discharged. I'm glad he's out and in recovering. Hopefully, you know, after whatever tests he has done, that he can get fully back to his collegiate career as a, uh, career as a basketball player. It'd be a shame if he loses that. And and I hope that they get to the bottom of it. We've, we're seeing more and more of this. And, you know, I hope they're, they're paying attention and, and looking into these things. Um, I, I saw this breakdown of what happened during the Hunter Biden tr- uh, hearing yesterday. And this is coming from a, a group of lawyers in CNN politics. And, and I, I believe it to be fair and unbalanced of what the takeaways were from the hearing and what happened. So, you know, I pulled it up. I, I took some notes on it. And I figured I'd pass it along to you guys. Um, it is the most clearest and unbiased breakdown that I've seen. And it, it it gives us what happened and a kind of inside look of what happened there from people who were in, in the courtroom. And uh, it said it was just going to be a simple hearing to plead guilty for federal tax crimes, bringing the controversial investigation to a close. But the three-hour hearing saw an original plea agreement nearly fall apart and leaves the son of President Joe Biden in limbo for the moment and will only hurt further brighten the spotlight on the issue as congressional Republicans pursue their own investigations into Hunter Biden's actions. Hunter Biden failed to pay between $1.1 million and $1.5 million in federal taxes before the legal deadline and was set to plead guilty to two tax misdemeanors with prosecutors agreeing to recommended sentence of probation. The deal was also meant to resolve a federal firearms offense. Hunter Biden, appearing in court wearing a dark suit and sporting slick back hair, appeared agitated and worried as the plea deal began to unravel. The judge eventually declared that she wasn't ready to accept the plea deal, and the president's son then entered a not guilty plea. And here's how that went on. The proceedings kicked off in a routine fashion. Hunter Biden was placed under oath and told U.S. District Judge Mary Ellen Norakia, an appointee of President Donald Trump, who was supported by Senate Democrats, that he wanted to plead guilty. Noriega began asking him a series of procedural questions that are asked at basically every federal plea hearing. But as things dragged on and the judge quizzed the lawyers from both sides about the particulars of the tax deal, she sussed out a dis- uh, We got an EAS coming. We'll get back to this in a second. Well, be careful of the weather coming through our area. So uh, where were we with this? Um, But as things dragged on, the judge quizzed the lawyers from both sides about the particulars of the tax deal. She sussed out a disagreement between the parties on a critical question. Did the deal protect Hunter from possibly facing additional charges for illegal foreign lobbying, known as FARA? 
the Foreign Agents Registration Act. The Justice Department said no, but Hunter Biden's team thought yes. Without a meeting in the minds, as the judge put it, there could be no deal. It appeared that at the moment the plea agreement was on the brink of collapse, but Chris Clark, Hunter Biden's lawyer, asked for a short recess to consult with the prosecutors. After a break, he announced that he was accepting the Justice Department's position that his client was still at risk for possible FARA charges, with the investigation still underway. So where we're at here now is the defense attorneys for Hunter Biden said, okay, this plea agreement will just be for the tax charges, and that the prosecution in the case admitted that there was investigation into FARA charges, and that this would not cover that. Then the judge went in, with that being settled, the judge questioned the constitutionality of the gun deal. This is where things appeared to be back on track, and she pressed forward with addressing the separate gun deal. She uh, said she has concerns about the constitutionality of the gun deal because it might violate separation of power principles. The felony charge revolves around a gun Hunter Biden bought in 2018, which was an illegal purchase because he knew it was an illegal he knew he was an illegal drug user at the time, according to court filings. The judge said Wednesday that the deal to resolve the gun charge was not straightforward and contains atypical provisions. The judge expressed frustration that the two sides structured the tax and gun plea deals in a way where she would need to approve the gun deal and had no powers to approve or reject the tax agreement. The diversion agreement, which isn't often submitted to a judge, has, to, has a provision that says if there is a dispute over whether Hunter Biden breached the terms of the deal, it would go to the judge for fact-finding. The judge questioned why it would plop her in the middle of the deal. She didn't have any say in and potentially block the Justice Department from bringing charges, a function of the executive branch. Biden's attorney said given the politicization of the case, they wanted a neutral arbitrator like the judge to handle the potential disputes. The judge said she couldn't decide on the fly if that was a legally workable plan. I cannot accept the plea agreement today, the judge said. So what's next? The judge asked both parties to file additional legal briefs defending the constitutionality of the plea deal that addresses the firearms charges. The parties will have 30 days to file these briefs. What happens after that isn't clear. The judge could schedule another hearing for oral arguments to further flesh out the complex constitutional questions at hand. She can issue a written warning, ruling, accepting their explanations and agreeing to move forward with the guilty plea. How she wants to move forward is up to her. Now, will the DOJ's probation recommendation hold? Now, both the prosecutors and the defense attorney has agreed that the penalty for this will simply be probation. The judge has the ultimate decision on what sentence Hunter Biden will receive if a plea deal is accepted or is if he's tried and convicted. While prosecutors have said they recommend probation, the judge on Wednesday made it clear it was an open question. I can't predict for you today whether this is an appropriate sentence or not, the judge said. And, of course, from that point on, now you have both sides, meaning Democrats and Republicans, positioning themselves to, uh, to capitalize on this. 
You have Democrats trying to separate this from Joe Biden, which we've seen at the, the podium of the press secretary. And you have Republicans who have ongoing investigations with IRS whistleblowers, the business partners of Hunter Biden that are coming before them that will add this. The other thing that I brought up earlier was that during the judge's questioning, the uh, basically had Hunter Biden admit to FARA fire, fire uh, violations. And the Oversight Committee, the House Oversight Committee, picked up on that. And with copies of the, the transcript where Hunter Biden was asked specifically who his partners were and who he was paid by, and the transcript from the Hunter Biden plea agreement hearing, Hunter admits that CCP-linked CEFC chairman Yi Jaming was his business partner. That could create a serious problem for Hunter Biden moving forward, especially if there's an ongoing investigation for FARA violations. He admitted under oath. So either he's going to be stuck with saying he perjured himself by lying in court under oath, or that, yes, he did accept money from a foreign entity without being registered. Kind of puts him in a pickle. So we'll see where that moves forward from there. But, you know, breaking this down and seeing it, I'm glad they put in that, yes, this is a Trump-appointed U.S. attorney, but he was supported by Senate Democrats and appointed as part of a deal between the Democrats and the Trump administration to uh, to have him installed through. So be careful of the, the charade and the... the the three-card Monty that a lot of these people put in front of you and and dig into the facts. And uh, this is one of the most clearest articles on what happened during the hearing outside of the rhetoric that I found, so that's why I relate it to you guys. It is uh, 421 here at WILK. Time for traffic and weather. And thank you, Rob. This traffic update is brought to you by Pentel Data Internet and Cars.com. Uh, it looks like it's very slow go. 81 northbound from Avoca to Scranton. You're dipping below 30 miles per hour. No apparent reason. We also have a jam 81 northbound above Clark Summit due to that construction that's been ongoing. Clark Summit in downtown State Street, uh, Route 6 and 11. That appears to be all jammed up. They were doing work earlier this afternoon that may be continuing at the moment. That could be part of the problem. Whenever you see a traffic problem, call our jam line 570 Seven two six nine. Nikki Stone, WILK Traffic. Thank you, Nikki. Here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast from Chief Meteorologist Kurt Aaron. Today, hot with scattered showers and storms, high of 90. Tonight, warm and humid, low 70. Friday, hot with scattered showers and storms, high 94. Saturday, warm and humid with scattered showers and storms, high 88. Sunday, mostly sunny, cooler with less and less humid. High of 83. It's currently 91 degrees and partly sunny here at 422 at your official weather station, WILK. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It's 425, 91 degrees and sunny with them thunderstorms moving through our area. Um, This story coming out of New York is infuriating the law enforcement community, and it should infuriate anyone as far as public safety. Back in 1988, and this was the time where I was just filling out all the paperwork to become a police officer in New York City and, uh, you know, doing all the necessary pre-steps, psychological evaluations, physical evaluations, medical evaluations, everything you go through. It, it takes, it takes uh, back then it was taking a year or two to get that stuff done to, uh, to join the force. Police officer Eddie Byrne 
was executed while guarding a witness for a notorious drug gang. And uh, he was only a police officer for a few months. And all the individuals involved were eventually caught and convicted. And with the criminal-friendly parole board that New York State now has, has been releasing cop killers back into the public on parole. Now, they have granted the getaway driver who distracted Officer Edward Burns while he was shot five times in the back of the head by three other individuals, parole. Scott Cobb, now 60, could be released from prison as early as early next month after serving 34 years behind bars for his part in a gangland execution of rookie cop that shocked the nation in the height of the crack epidemic. Byrne was 22, and he had been on the force just a month when he was ambushed by Cobb and three accomplices while guarding the home of a witness who was planning to testify against drug kingpin Howard Pappy Mason. Cobb drove the gunman to the South Jamaica Queens intersection where Byrne was parked in the early hours of February 26, 1988, and distracted the officer while the killers unloaded five rounds into the head at point-blank range. Cobb and the three other co-conspirators split an $8,000 payment for the cold-blooded murders. Now, this used to never be in New York or anywhere. But the more troubling, I, I shouldn't say more troubling, I should equally troubling issue here is that the New York State Parole Board, since 2017, has paroled 36 cop killers. Six years, they've paroled 36 cop killers. New York didn't have or doesn't have the death penalty. For sure, these individuals should have been sentenced to death. But... The promise that should be made to society is that they never breathe free air again. This was devastating, like I said, to the law enforcement community nationally, especially in New York. The police car that he was killed in, to this day, has been refurbished, has redone, and and is is a moving memorial. They bring it to the intersection every year that it happens. It has his uniform hanging in the back window. It has a memorial on the windshield where they shot through to shoot the officer in the back of the head. The fact that they're letting this Cretan breathe free air again is just disgraceful. It's just disgraceful. We owe it to those we in trust to protect us, to risk their lives for us, that when they are targeted, when their families are targeted, when they are gunned down in cold blood and executed, that we will forever hold their assailant accountable. And that's not what's been done in New York.
Like I said, in the past six years, the New York State Parole Board has released 36 cop killers. Where do you think you stand if your loved one was killed, if that's what they're doing in the parole system in New York City? And again, this stems from the past governor, this current governor, putting criminal advocates in these positions that could care less about public safety. And they could care less about you. It's 431 here at WILK. We'll be back after the news with Paul Michaels. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It's 436 here at the station. It's the point of the show where we honor our police officers across the nation who made the ultimate sacrifice. 71 police officers made the ultimate sacrifice on this day throughout history. One from here in Pennsylvania. Chief of Police, Police Arthur Stanley Phillips of the Neville, Poli- uh, Neville Township Police Department of Pennsylvania. July 27th, 1922. Chief of Police Stanley Phillip was killed in a motorcycle crash while attempting to stop a speeding vehicle on Grand Avenue near 2nd Street. As he pulled alongside the speeding vehicle, his motorcycle collided with the back of a delivery truck. He was thrown over the handlebars and suffered a fractured skull when his head struck the pavement. He was survived by his wife, father, and several siblings. And again, as always, our prayers for protection go with all our first responders, our volunteer fire department, our paid fire department, our EMTs, our first responders, our nurses, our police officers, our constables, our sheriffs, our game commission officers. You are all in our thoughts each and every day that you return home in the same condition you left that day because that's what we as a society owes you. Let's go to the phones now. We have uh, Lorraine from Hazleton with a poem. Lorraine. Hello, Rob. How are you? Hanging in. How are you? <laughs> Same as you. They're hanging in. Yeah. <laughs> well, I thought I'd read a poem about love. Well, that's that's. Uh, we can all use a little of that, right? Yeah, a lot of it. <laughs> okay. Love is a small word, but it goes a very long way. Those who are fortunate to find it should get down on their knees and pray. Some people take love for granted. Others search for it in various places. You can tell when they haven't found it. It shows by the expression on their faces. I've heard it said many times that the love of our Lord is enough, but when you need it here on earth, the search may become rather tough. Where can you find love? I think that I know where to begin. You don't have to look very far. It comes from a peace deep within. That was very nice, Lorraine. Thank you, thank you. I thought I didn't talk to you in a while, so I thought, well, let me read a poem. Yeah, we can always use a poem, like I said. Uh, and, and as you even corrected me, we could use a lot of love, right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, a lot of love. Uh, and just a little love goes a long way. But in this day and age, you know... You know, we really need to start treating each other better. I, I was thinking about oh. that today and thinking about how, how each of us should strive to at least do one thing that's good. for it. Hold the door for someone. Yeah. To tell someone, you know, have a great day, that, you, that you're, that's a stranger. You know, simple stuff like that can really oh. change. And if everybody's doing it, I think we have a better place. And the darn thing is, the sad part is that 
it hurts like when you're nice to people and it's like, and they're so rude and mean and I, yeah, yeah, you know. And then I always say sometimes no good deed goes unpunished. <laughs> You yeah, know, but, so. but you, you you know you did the good deed, and that the person above knows you did the good deed, and and, and that's what counts. Uh, but I think if more people make it a regular habit to do good deeds, uh, simple, non non extended, just simple good deeds, um, you know, we have a better place. Oh, I've I, I've incorporated that those same words in other poems too that I wrote, but um, that'll be for another day. <laughs> All right, Lorraine, you have a great evening. I'll try. You too. Thank you. Always like Lorraine's poems. It uh, brings a little cheer to the day, and we can all use a little of that too. And I was looking at this. We'll probably get into this after we come back from the break. But I was looking at this story, and I sent it to to my children and my wife when I saw it yesterday, that a 2,000-year-old Chinese mindset can make you more successful. It takes almost zero effort, says a psychologist. And it's things we could be doing that'll just make us have a better inner person and having a better inner person by nature makes us more successful. It might not be the, by the metrics you've set for success, but maybe it's time we look at that too. Look at those metrics of what we consider success. You know, I've, I've become very successful in the past couple of months, just being here, letting go some of the anxiety and the stress that I've had in the past. Like I said, I talk about here, having 24-7, 365 responsibility where, you know, I, I don't have that weight on my shoulders anymore. That's success. I've, I'm in a better place mentally due to the controlling the anxiety, controlling the stress levels, uh, and it's, it's made me a better person in my personal life, to my relationships, my friends, my family. You know, that's a success, and that's how we need to measure success. Me- success isn't about what kind of car you drive, what kind of clothes you wear, or what kind of job you have, or how much money you have in your bank account. Success is a whole lot more than that, and we need to start using those metrics instead of the ones that are artificially given to us. It's uh, 442 here at WILK. Time for traffic and weather. Well, thank you, Rob. This traffic update is brought to you by Penteladata Internet. It looks like they're slowing on 81 northbound through from Avoca to Scranton. You're dipping below 30 miles per hour. Then it's all jammed up starting around Clark Summit as you head through construction on 81 northbound. And the Clark Summit area, lots of traffic and some delays as you head up the hill and go through the light. You might be sitting through three or four lights. Whenever you see a traffic problem, call our jam line 570-883-7269. Nikki Stone. W-I-L-K traffic. Thank you, Nikki. Here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast from Chief Meteorologist Kurt Aaron. Tonight, warm and humid, low 70. Friday, hot with scattered showers and storms, high 94. Saturday, warm and humid with scattered showers and storms, high 88. Sunday, mostly sunny, cooler and less humid, high 83. It's currently 89 degrees and partly sunny at 443 at your official weather station, W-I-L-K. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It's 445, 89 degrees. We do have those storms moving through, so if, even if it's sunny where you are, just be careful and be aware, be aware of the advisories that are out there. So I was I was talking before the break on this uh, this article I saw in uh, psych, Psychology Today, and it's about this 2,000-year-old Chinese concept called Uwei. Now, it's spelled W-U space W-E-I, but it's pronounced U-Wei, which translates to non-action or effortless action. It says it can lead to a more balanced, fulfilling, and successful lives. 
Uwe is about allowing things to happen naturally and letting go of the need to control. It emphasizes taking action when necessary, but not pushing yourself with excessive effort and tension. I always try to implement Uwe into my practice because research has shown that it can help lower stress and anxiety while increasing satisfaction and overall well-being. This is coming from the psychiatrist. Psychologist. The first uh, way to make it part of your daily routine, accept things as they are. Let's say you're throwing a big party. Instead of obsessing over every detail, practicing uwe means understanding that things may not go exactly as planned. Similarly, if you didn't get the job promotion you expected, recognize that this is a normal part of your career journey. I like to say to myself, I can't control everything, but I can make the best of whatever happens. When you face a challenge, ask yourself whether you have complete control over the outcome. If you don't, make peace with it and move on. That's something I have a conversation with, uh, with my family all the time. You know, Don't stress over things you have zero control over. If you have something big tomorrow and you've prepared yourself the best you can and you have no control of the outcome, don't stress. Don't stress about it. It's hard. It takes work. You know, don't create more problems. Work the problem. Something else I always tell my kids. Embrace imperfection, number two in this practice. Allow things to unfold in their own natural way without forcing the outcome. Know that nothing is ever perfect. If you're learning a new language or playing an instrument for the first time, prepare to make mistakes. You'll learn from them. Mistakes is how we learn. Allow yourself some grace. If you find yourself fixating on just the things that go wrong, stop and say, why would I want to torture myself to achieve the impossible? I choose to be flexible and kind to myself. Give yourself a break. Everyone makes mistakes. Mistakes is part of the process. We've talked about this here on the show all the time. Mistakes are okay as long as you learn from them. If you keep making the same mistake over and over, then we have to reconsider. But mistakes are part of the learning process. Accept that. Implement mindfulness. Mindfulness means be aware of your thoughts and feelings without judgment. Take note of all the little details around you. How does the sun feel on your skin? Listen to the sound of nature, like the birds and rustling leaves, or observe the shapes and colors of the flowers. Uwe comes much easier when you pay attention to what's happening in the present moment in a friendly and curious way. Now that's something I've also worked on myself. If you're ever in an area, obviously a safe area, if you're out somewhere, if you're on your deck, if you're at the beach, if you're somewhere where you can be mindful of your surroundings, close your eyes and just listen. Close your eyes and just listen to everything around you. Pick out the little things that you don't normally pick up on. Same thing with looking around you, but start each, sentence, each of your sensories differently. You start with your eyes closed and just listen. Listen around you because the things your ears pick up As soon as you open your eyes and you start looking around, your eyes will automatically start searching for those things around you. And before you know it, everything around you is all that's existing in that moment. And that's not a bad thing to do. It's not a bad thing for you personally. 
We all need that decompressed time. We all need that time. And people do it in different ways. And this could be done anywhere. You know, if you're at the gym and you're working out, you know, close your eyes and pay attention. Listen to the things around you, the clinking of the weights, you know, the people breathing, you breathing, your heartbeat, your, your, your level. Visualize the muscles you're dealing with. You know, if you're doing crocheting, if you're painting, whatever you're doing, you'll be in that moment. Who cares if you made a mistake? Who cares if you didn't get that perfect um, rep or whatever you're doing? But without a positive and whole you, how can you be expected to help or benefit those around you? And it's just one of the things that sounds silly. A lot of people think they don't have time for those types of things. Everybody thinks, well, yeah, I, I, I'm, I live in the real world. I, I have to do this, 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 and this, this. Well, that's not what the real world's about. By the time we blink and turn around, you know, our life's gone. I mean, this summer, just this summer's almost over. It's at least half over. Kids are going back to school in three weeks. Did you spend quality time with your children? Did you do things with them? Did you just hang out outside and watch your your little ones in kindergarten or first grade, you know, play in the yard? Just sit there and really just watch them? Because I'm telling you, you're going to blink an eye, they're going to be 18 or 19. And then you blink an eye again and you don't see them for six, seven months because they, they live somewhere else in the country and you only see them maybe for a weekend here or a week here or a holiday. Take all that in. Don't let that escape your moments. You'll regret it. I promise you. And there's nothing worse than having regrets as we move forward on this journey. It's uh, 452 here at WILK. We'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell Show in just a minute. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It's 455 here at the station. You can call or text at 570-883-0098. Let's go to the phones. We have uh, Joe from Berwick. Joe, how are you? Oh, I, I should have known, Rob. Uh, I, I, do, I do appreciate the advice there, but I, I think I will uh, leave the uh, communist Chinese ideas where they are and stick with my classic American overachievism. But I, I'm just kidding you. But anyway, listen, I, I called about the Brian Flores case and him suing the NFL. Uh, you, you're familiar with that? Uh, vaguely, but I am. Okay, so he's alleging racism uh, because he's not getting hired as a head coach. And uh, a re- I, was, I was telling you, uh, Jake, you know, because I know he's a sports guy, uh, a coach, was, uh, a judge just came down with a decision allowing it to go forward. And, and here was the judge's reasoning, and, it, and this is what's absurd, what's become of our country here. The judge's exact reasoning was, well, there are a lot of uh, black players in the NFL, and so she's saying, you know, if there's so many, when I say ethnically black people, because I don't believe there's black or white people, but if she says if there's so many ethnically black players, uh, then maybe there is racism, because after all, how come there are no head coaches? And I think, now, now, now you think it is reasoning. It be, because because a head coach in, in the NFL is a lot like a quarterback, okay? In, in the entire world, they can't find, like, 32 people to consistently do both of those positions well. Okay, that's just that, that's how elite these people are. And 
to, to, to say that it, it must be racism, it, 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 I, I said, if Bill Belichick, the winningest coach in the NFL right now, if that man came out this season and, and he, he walked up and down the sidelines wearing a, a blue evening gown and hoop earrings, aside from the entertainment value, if he kept winning games, nobody would care. Because it, in, in, in sports like that, you're either the best or or, or Joe, or we, have an ES alert. we have an ES alert coming on. Sorry about that, Joe. We have about 30 seconds. No, that's fine. But, it, you know, I wish someone would just te- honestly tell people like Mr. Flores and say, you know what, you're right. There is discrimination. There's discrimination against second place because that's – and just tell them, look, if you want to be what those men are, you can't have it handed to you. Find out what they're doing and do it yourself, and you'll get what they have. I, 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 you know, I wish somebody would just say this instead of this other nonsense we hear going on. Well, you just said it, Joe, so I appreciate your call today. It's uh, 5 o'clock here at WILK. We have storms moving through our area. We'll see you after the break.